My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, and you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi guys, hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Are we feeling okay? Not so okay. Whether you're feeling okay or not okay, we will take a deep breath and regulate our bodies. We'll do a deep breath of a four count in and then a four count out. So we'll do four in now. And then we'll exhale. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me here today. And yeah, I don't know, nothing much to report on my end. Season four is in full swing now. We love to see it. And I have a new guest on here with me today. We've known each other for a a while. We also have a mutual friend, Mackenzie, and she's been on the podcast a few times. And so yeah, I have the pleasure of having her on the show today. Welcome, Kayla. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited. I've never done a podcast before. So <laughs> really, and I, li- I listened to yours. You were in my top five uh, at the end for, for my Spotify wrapped. I think it was the same as last year. And mm. it was like yours, the One Tree Hill one, <laughs> the Celebrity Memoir Book Club were like the ones and then Joe Rogan, but my brother listens <laughs> to that one a lot. But yeah, oh, good. pretty exciting. So in good company, I see, love to see it. Yeah, well, thanks for being a listener. I mean, it's always so nice when people listen. I just really appreciate it. And I'm so glad you finally got to come on the pod too, so. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. So Miss Kayla, what have you been up to? What's going on? What's new? Um, You know, I've been, I went to my therapist yesterday. Uh, I've been how I would say sort of describing myself as coming out of a flop era. I think that's a good way of putting it. A flop era? No. Coming out of of one for sure. The last like Mm. five months have just been, I don't want to say straight up awful, but they have been just rough. Like a lot of changes relationship wise. And it's been, it's been a bit, of a journey for sure. I'm, I, I mean, it got me back in therapy, that's for sure. And um, that I think that's a really positive thing. The last few weeks have been like no drama, like finally settling, feeling a lot better. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like when I went through my breakup with my ex-girlfriend, that immediately sent me back into therapy. Like I just was... <laughs> I was down so astronomically bad, and I was like, if I do not do something, something bad will happen to me. So exactly, exactly my thought process. I was like, it was about three weeks out, and I was like, all right, this is not getting better. We got, 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 you know, it might be time. I'd been toying around with, um, uh, you'll probably get to this. I recently went through a breakup. It was Mm -hmm. my first ever relationship. Uh, my first ever time falling in love and I'm I'm was older I was 24 and um, it again a little older to be getting as a first relationship so it kind of hit me really hard when it ended I didn't really have any prior experience of going through heartbreak or anything like that and so it was really nothing I had ever felt before 
when I was dating him, I had been toying around with going to therapy just to like help with relationship stuff anyway. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I think, um, uh, like I just don't have the skills to, quite now to like be as like the best version of myself in this relationship. So I had been trying a lot and reading stuff about relationships. I was really all in like way more than I thought I would be. And so I was toying around. And then after it ended, I was like, yeah, you know, it's really, it's really time <laughs> to go yeah. into it. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. I think, I think breakups can just be the worst thing in the world. And I have, I mean, it's been two years since I've mm -hmm. had mine, but you truly like, you forget how bad it is till you're like in it again. Mm -hmm. And then you remember like, oh, this is like the feeling that I want to die. Like this feels like I'm yeah. dying. Like you're literally dying. I, uh, I, I had a date today and actually, <laughs> um, I had, I went out with somebody. It's only been, I did a little bit of math yesterday. I just randomly asked Siri on my phone. I was yeah. like, how long has it been since August 16th, which was my official breakup date. Mm -hmm. And it's only been about like four months and eight days, something like that. And it's literally felt like an eternity. Like for some reason yeah. it felt like so long ago. And um, so I was like pretty proud of myself that I'm like ha a little more together than I thought I'd be at this point. But uh, he, uh, basically on the date we had like, he asked about my, like if I had any exes and I gave him like a little bit, didn't really get into it, but gave him like a little bit. And I asked him and we sort of started talking about the what the grief of a breakup feels like as opposed mm. to any normal like normal quote-unquote grief of like losing somebody and the reason it's so different feeling is it's not just the grief of losing somebody but it's the grief of like forgetting who you are mm. uh, it like it, when you kind of either lose yourself in somebody or you think you're one person and then that person makes you feel like you're actually you don't know yourself you're completely different from how you think you are and it's like a physical pain. Like when you talk about like the feeling of dying, it is like a physical pain. And I didn't even realize that until the that pain went away. And I was like, oh my God, I can breathe again. Like, yeah. it it's brutal. I remember my first breakup ever. It was with a man and I was the one who did it. Like I initiated it, um, but like it's, it like I just remember immediately like just sobbing like as soon as I got off the phone because we were long distance I just felt like my whole body like shut down and I went to go get my roommate and I just was like me and so and so broke up and it was just like I just felt like I was nine like it physically it yeah. just like hurt and it was so weird too because I don't know if you feel this way too so obviously after the breakup i went to you know some songs i listened to some music mm -hmm. and it was so weird like now knowing what this like heartbreak feeling like felt like because yeah. they sing about it and i didn't really even have like an opinion and i didn't even really sometimes listen to some of the lyrics like that deeply mm -hmm. and then once i had my breakup it was just like this whole new like life experience just opened to me and i was understanding like wow like this is why like these things are so hard yeah i know exactly what you i know exactly what you mean about that where 
That's so funny. I was listening to, and I would, had been listening to a lot of angry breakup songs after the breakup because I was just like, sometimes I'd be really, really sad. I wasn't a puddle, but mostly I tried to steer away from any songs about longing yeah. or any songs about like missing that person because I really didn't want to miss him. I really felt like I was just, just too upset. But I listened to the song, um, called 70 times seven by the band brand new yeah oh my god not brand new literally brand (laughs) it's like such sad like that's gonna make you want to off yourself music you know literally is like the angriest breakup song and there's a line in it that's like i'm trying to think of how it goes is that what you call a getaway oh i've seen more spine on jellyfish i've seen more guts in an 11 year old kid and then then the course where it goes like and when you think of me um oh i hope you like basically the line is sort of like you drink too much and then get behind the wheel and (gasps) me when your head goes through the windshield and i was like yeah, <laughs> but really, that is how I felt. Like I no. remember going to my brother, like I just want him dead. Like I was like, I'm so upset. And no, I'm just I'm more cooled down on the fact I like got to a point where I mellowed. Mm-hmm. I I was in such an emotional state. Like your body's in fight or flight for so mm-hmm. long, and I yeah, it's it was intense, and I didn't know I could get get like that over somebody like and it's it's weird it's just a weird new experience and um I'd never really planned to date I'm not a dater I'm not I don't I still don't really consider myself a relationship person mm-hmm. I really loved him and uh that wasn't in a way I didn't know I was capable of and so it was like a really big learning experience and um I hope I I hope I know I'm growing from it. I can feel myself. Yeah. I can feel it happening. So I just, uh, just looking forward to that. And I do have a really great therapist and I see a guy actually. So that's, um, that's also something I, I did to sort of like test myself because I want to see if maybe I, if I connect with a guy on this level, then I can, that can sort of heal my relationships with, men because I know we don't we don't have the most positive opinions about men which they yeah no they don't give us a lot of reason to but it is uh it 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 is nice to like and we really get along we really connect me and my therapist so it was it was nice to have like one win in this like sea of losses basically yeah that's really I mean that's really great to hear I also I really feel you on like the the like this like the aftershock of being like in a breakup where you're just so angry and upset like mm-hmm. it was so weird with my breakup with a man I wasn't really that upset like I was like sad but I wasn't like super angry and then I found out he was dating someone like a month after we had broken up and we'd been together for two years and that is when like the villain era just like came out of me (laughs) um and that wasn't even that bad like my breakup with my ex-girlfriend was truly my villain era like I was out for blood I (laughs) wanted to ruin her reputation like I just was so like and I think it's a really common thing too to like 
almost want to like prove that these people are like bad. Like, like look at how this person like hurt me because I feel like, and we, we've talked about this like off the show, like how we have had very similar experiences with breakups. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's almost like you're left with like such an unsatisfying end that like, you just want the world to like validate you when really like you just need to validate yourself, you know? That uh, big on the validating yourself for sure because I was telling everybody and their sister about what like and I think that's I think you have to go I felt yeah. really bad and it was like almost word vomit I couldn't control it I would like see somebody and they'd be like literally at work I one of our regulars came up and they were like I love your haircut and I was like I'm going through a breakup like it's <laughs> <laughs> literally it's just like thank you thank you for liking it and I um and yeah I was just all my co-workers knew like the like the 16 year olds that I work with were just like hearing from the other people that they were like because we have a lot of different age groups I work yeah. with like from like 16 to like 55 and so uh, I I'm friends with a lot of the girls around my age and um, so obviously they all knew and they would tell the other people who would tell the other people and eventually just the whole store knew and I'm also really lucky in that respect where I love my coworker every single one of them I work at a small coffee shop near my house and it's mm-hmm. just the most supportive group of women and t- two dudes <laughs> and um and they're just the nicest sweetest most supportive like it really does feel like a family there mm-hmm. and I'm almost too attached I'm almost like all right it's you know it's a job <laughs> but I really do feel like um and this will be we'll probably go into this later but it made me realize the type of love I actually like deserve in my life and I it's weird where that comes from like you think it's gonna be coming from certain people and then it doesn't and then I would like go to work and I would just be an absolute sobbing mess like literally like it was embarrassing like I'm a grown woman and I couldn't I also, I should add, I lost a friend about two days later after um, my breakup. Uh, And uh, so it was just a really rough, like August, September, really rough months. And so I would be coming to work for like a good two weeks. And I was just crying and I couldn't control it. Like I had to run to work, um, the bathroom and... I just remember going up to my boss and apologizing and I was like, I'm just, I'm so embarrassed and I'm so sorry. And she just gave me a big hug and was like, don't be, you'll be okay. Like, I remember what it was like. And this is just, and she told, and she just like, was like, Kayla, you're gonna find someone so great. And it doesn't feel like that now. But and this was after I'd been showing up to work for weeks crying. And she just no judgment, no anger, no nothing. And she's my boss. So she could have, you know, laid something down. And she didn't. And it was just like, wow, I didn't even get that like from my mom. Like, (laughs) like, I didn't get that kind of like, um, that kind of support that I didn't realize I needed. And it was a really, really great experience. So, yeah. That's Just so that. lovely. Yeah. So lovely to hear. Now at the store, I, I'm also a barista. And the store I work at, it's really similar. Like, we have really good relationships with each other. But during my breakup with my ex-girlfriend, I'll never forget it. Like, so we, she broke up with me, like, on, like, a, a night. 
I don't know if it was like a weekday or weekend, but then I had to work the next day. And my lovely friend, Mackenzie, who you know, obviously, like picked me up and we like rode around. I was just a fucking mess. And then Mackenzie dropped me off at work. And I just told everyone, I was like, I am going through something. Like, please just like, you know, take it easy on me. And my coworkers, John and Kate were so supportive. And like, when we were closing the store together, they just let me like rant and like talk shit. And like that day too, I was so anxious and I was a mess. Like I could barely even eat. Like it just was so terrible. And I was like in the back eating my little like protein box from (laughs) Starbucks, like literally wanting to off myself. And they were just like being so helpful and sweet. And it's just really nice to like, get that support after you have such a brutal breakup. And I'm really glad that you have that at your current workplace. That's really great to hear. Yeah. And yeah, I know exactly. You're still at Starbucks, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. The old, the old protein boxes. I remember (laughs) I'm a former now, now a small town uh, coffee shop barista, but Mm -hmm. I do remember Starbucks well. It's a time. It's a time for sure. It's a time. It really does shape who you are. Like, yeah. I think I've seen way more sides to people than I would like to ever see in my life. Yeah. Exactly. You know, as a barista, it's rough out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of speaking of, like, you know, what we deserve and, like, moving mm-hmm. forward, like, how we should be treated, how can we practice forgiveness to our past selves for like putting ourselves in these toxic situations that made us feel so shitty and bad? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm really dealing with that right now as far as um, forgiveness. I've been working a lot with my um, therapist on like forgiving. He, he's very, my particular therapist is like very into Buddhism and very into enlightenment and he's very into compassion for humanity as a whole even the people who have done horrible things to you and so I had been focusing a lot on like forgiving people who have wronged me mm-hmm. and then he sort of but like the way I was talking about myself it it was like he sort of said he was like you're not really giving that to yourself you're mm-hmm. not really thinking about you kind of sometimes have to step away from being in your own head and looking at your, and you have to look at yourself objectively and be like, yeah, you allowed, you allowed someone to treat you that way. And maybe, and maybe there's a reason for that, but it's okay. And it's okay for you to have made a mistake and it's okay for you to have like been maybe a little blind, particularly in a romantic relationship, like love blind to how you should really have been treated been treated because you were so in love with somebody and because especially when I think about like the stuff I dealt with in my relationship and it's not even like there was no abuse there wasn't even there might have been cheating there's no real proof I know we had a tinder while we were dating (laughs) I don't know the extent and I found that out like a month after we broke up and I never uh, confronted him about it because I don't think he would have been truthful any, like I don't think I would have gotten anything out of it men are the worst I, yeah and uh, yeah forgiveness of like yourself and I think about before I dated him I was like still am like uber feminist like very I went through a long period of time where I was like I don't even know how I'm like gonna be friends with a man like I don't like I was really 
dealing with a lot of like male relationships. I'm really close with my brother, but that's like, I'd say the only, at this point now, the only significant male relationship that I have like friendship wise. And uh, then it just sort of like all of this really stereotypical bad relationship stuff I sort of let happen. Like he didn't, he never offered to pay for anything. He never would go days without texting me. He never (sighs) called me pretty. Never called me pretty. Never? Never, never complimented my appearance once. Never said I was funny. Oh my God. Throw this man in the garbage. (laughs) It was just like, it was... And and it what what sucks is like I picked up on that when we first started going out mm. and the incidents I always bring this incidents up but this is how we started dating was I had been going out with him for about a month and a half and I had the feeling I was like he's not into me that's you know that's what that is you know and that's whatever I honestly was at a place I didn't really care that much I did have feelings for him but I was like you know what we didn't go out for that long this was, you know, I've never really been out with somebody. It's good experience. I was really level-headed. Yeah. He was supposed to, we were supposed to hang out this one weekend. Uh, I was out with all of our, at the time, mutual friends and um, uh, and his old coworkers. And he just texts me and cancels on me, like, last minute. Like, he was supposed to show up at this bar in about 10 minutes. And then he was just like, yeah, I don't feel good. I'm not going. I was like, okay, whatever. And, um, I, so I went to this bar, we were with his coworkers, one of which I did not know, and I want to make this clear, I did not know that they were friends. I knew she was friends with another mutual friend of ours, but I did not know she was close with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of telling her about, she was like, oh, how are things going with him? And I was like, oh, pretty good. But honestly, I don't think he's that into me. And you know what? That's probably a good thing because I haven't really dated a lot. I need to like get out there more. I want to start dating women too. You know, I was like, I want to like, maybe it's not a good idea to cuff myself this early in the dating game. And then this really hot guy walked into the bar, like movie star. I still have his Snapchat. Um, He's the hottest dude ever. Like, literally, I was like, that's the hottest dude ever. One of us has got to get his number. I was with, like, a bunch of girls. And they're like, Kayla, you go get his number. (gasps) Slay! And I got his number. (laughs) Kayla, good for you! And I was riding that high, and I was like, I literally got – he literally looked like a a Flynn Rider from Tangled. (laughs) I think oh, that's shit. Oh yeah, yeah he's hot. He's hot, and he <sighs> yeah, like hockey player. I should I should link him this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we feel like oh, <laughs> we talk occasionally, but the, when we um, he had uh, basically well, what how the story goes is I got his number in front of this in front of this girl, right? Mm-hmm. I get a text from my ex the next day, like, uh, what is this I hear about you getting another guy's number and telling my friend that you want to hook up with other people? Like, what is this about? And I was like, hey, bestie. Um, <laughs> hey, girly. Uh, no offense, but you don't seem into me and we are not exclusive. And I didn't mean to, like, 
look, I didn't know you guys were friends. I realized it looks like I went up to your friend and was like, hey, fuck your friend. What's his face? I don't care. I'm going to go get another guy's number. That wasn't what I was trying to do. But as far as getting it and actually doing it, like I didn't do anything wrong. That's basically what yeah. I told and you didn't do anything wrong, so. No, no, we weren't exclusive. And actually, this is honestly, I'll like just TMI right there. He um, took my virginity and did, then did not text me for four days. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and that was like right before that same week that this all happened. So I was just like, okay, like he's not interested. Like, <laughs> you guys can't see Kate's face, but... <laughs> <laughs> she, she mouth agape hand over, like <laughs> yeah like four days i would be like oh like he four just days. threw me away like we're four done that's exactly what i and it was that day that i he texted me that we were supposed to hang out and then he canceled anyway oh yeah so, i would be like oh <laughs> so we're not seeing each other again that would that's be my insane. thought too Exactly. And then I had found out he had been telling people I was his girlfriend after like oh, our second date. That's so psychotic. Men are just so weird because I'm not to, you know, I, I feel like I have gotten to a place where I don't slander them as much and I'm trying to be more accepting, blah, 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 blah. I digress. But like, <laughs> they will just go days without talking to you. Like, it's no big mm -hmm. deal. Like, I remember like when I used to talk to men and it was just like, it was just like trying to like, like get them when you could like they're just so yeah. unavailable it's uh unavailable it's so it's so true and so but yeah that whole thing like I was like oh I'm so sorry I picked up on your very clear signals of you not really like caring yeah. so and I and it's somehow it, I don't want to say he gaslit me but it did end up with me apologizing basically of being like oh I'm sorry I didn't know I was your girlfriend when you never told me or asked me or anything you know yeah it's it's just I feel like too it's so and it's like such a common experience to like no it's you're kind of in something that's like not good and then to just go with it anyways because like I've done that so many times yeah. where you see the red flags and you see like what's really going on and you still kind of pursue it for whatever reason and then it makes it that much harder I think once you get out of it to like practice forgiveness but my therapist also said mm -hmm. um because when I I kind of beat myself up for my um relationship with my ex-boyfriend because he was he he acted very similar to similar to your ex-boyfriend like just did not treat me well and was just really just not a super great person i hope he's better now mm -hmm. i digress and you know she said like we all like date like stupid people when we're 19. like we all do like we all make bad dating choices we all have bad breakups like it's not like this is just like a you thing yeah. And too, like, you would give other people the same grace that you refuse to give to yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if someone told me a really bad breakup story, I wouldn't immediately be like, oh, like, like, this reflects badly on you. Like, no, like, I would give that person grace. So mm -hmm. I just feel like we're way harder on ourselves than we should be. A hundred percent. And I will, honestly, though, I will say, 
this this experience definitely gave me a lot more empathy mm-hmm. the particular breakup breakup area because sometimes I would see people like really because I've had friends who have gone through like really rough breakups and I was always there for them and I was always like oh yeah screw that guy like because you're incredible like you're amazing I've never thought any of my friends were anything like less than who they dated at all I've always been so on their side but they would just you know be sometimes like so hung up for like months and months and I'd be like ah why why do you still care you know like yeah it's because you're so great like so why are you taking it so personally still but it really is that combo of bruised ego and grief it's deadly like it just it's it's hard to get over both at the same time and so I'm like and I remember talking to my friend Allie about this and she mm-hmm. was like, honestly, when you first, cause she doesn't live here. So she never met him. She yeah. only, I only told her over the phone, everything. And she said, honestly, every time you told me about him, you seemed so stressed. So I didn't think you actually like liked him that much, mm-hmm. but the more I heard, so she was confused as to why I was so broken up at first. Yeah. But then the more I told her about it, the more she was like, no, I've been there. And her, her like hurt locker breakup was when she was 18. Yeah. And that was, uh, took her, she said, took her two years to get over. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's brutal out there. I, so my ex-girlfriend, you know, I've talked about it before. I won't get into the specifics, but <laughs> she broke up with me over text and then went to a party and then some other bad things transpired and I obviously told my parents because I didn't really have anyone else to go to besides my friends like I didn't have a therapist at this time and it was during COVID so I was really truly like with my parents a lot and so I did kind of lean on them and they are very like black and white thinkers and so when I told them all the stuff that went down it was really hard for them to kind of rationalize why I was so upset like they were like oh she was so shitty to you and like embarrassed you on the internet like why are you so like why are you still upset about it and I think that's the thing about breakups they're not black and white it's a lot of complicated very deep intense emotional feelings And I also agree with you. I think I've also gotten a lot of empathy from that situation and also kind of reflecting on it now as like a more mature and just like an older person. Mm -hmm. Um, And too, I think it serves as a lesson to me that I don't ever want to get so broken down by someone again. Like I think the next time I date someone, I do want to be in a better space like obviously every breakup's upsetting mm-hmm. but like I was almost like off the deep end yeah. and I never ever want someone to for me to rely on them so much and then when they go away for me to just fall back off so I I, I think it, it they teach you lessons you know a hundred percent it especially because this was my first time and you're it was kind of your first time too because it was your first relationship with a woman yeah um so it was definitely still a first timer sort of like breakup um I thought I was doing everything I remember saying it to my therapist I thought I was doing everything textbook as far as dating a guy quote unquote goes like I never complained about the girls he hung out with I never um went through his phone I never was texted him like 
where are you? Text me where you're home. Who are you hanging out with? Like I never invaded his space. I was super respectful of that because he was kind of like a bit of on the more stoic end. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought I used to, I used to bake for him all the time after his softball games. Um, wow. I used to, uh, you know, like validate him, I guess. I would just tell him how great I thought he was. I'd be like, I just think you're like so smart and so hot. And I'm like so happy that you're my boyfriend. And I would tell him that all the time. Yeah. He would sort of just be like, yeah, same. <laughs> and um, I brought up like several times during our relationship. And maybe this is, maybe this is or isn't like a toxic thing to do, but where I was sort of just like, do you want to break up? And it wasn't me <laughs> breaking up with him and it wasn't me, but I did just, I think only one of those times I came about it in a really mature way. The other two, I was kind of like whiny and I was like, I just feel like you don't like me the way I like you. And like he didn't, but, um, but yeah. it's still, it's still one of the times I just sat down with him and I was like, Hey, like, you would just tell me, right? Because I I keep feeling this way and I don't want to like feel like I'm crazy and you know you're my first relationship so I could be reading into things, but um I just feel like I'm way more invested than you are. And he would just brush it off every time. He'd be Ugh. like I don't know what you're talking about. I like you, like of course I do. Um and there were like a lot of other red flags, including him hitting on my friend um, on our like Ugh. on our first date. And it just, yeah. So that's like a little bit of a story, but yeah, there were I a lot of flags in. Yeah, I don't I don't think you were toxic at all though, trying to like get like clarity on the relationship. Like, and too, I think it's hard when you're not getting what you need. And sometimes you are just going to be like, so what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've gotten to that point with people where I'm not hearing from them or we're not hanging out. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, what you want from me. Like, I just don't know. Uh, it's Yeah, especially, and again, like, going back to what I thought was going it, like, playing it textbook was just I never texted first I never uh, especially when we first started going out when we first started talking I was very like you know let him come to you and that work I don't think it worked I think he would have you know if I texted him a lot or didn't text him I think he still would have played the relationship the same way mm -hmm. uh because I genuinely think I I just did the best I could like I just tried really yeah. hard and even harder than I probably should have had to. And um, I don't, I still don't know. That's another thing. I don't know what was going through his head. I don't know why he chose to treat me this way. I don't know why he chose to date me. Like, I don't know what it was, especially with how he ended things. Um, what he said to me the last mm -hmm. time we talked, which was like, probably the worst most hurtful thing anyone's ever said to me which it was in the lines of he he basically told me and this is almost verbatim I don't love you and I never will and that oh. was and then he said we have nothing left to talk about goodbye oh. the last text he sent me oh god 
Yeah. And it was after a text I had sent him after we hadn't talked for a few weeks. And I was like, I still want to work it out. Like I very much am in love with you. And um, like, if you just want to talk about, like, I want to give this another shot. And he was super cold in his response, which, which is fine. I mean, it's really brutal. I, oh God, I've had so many people say so hurtful things to me. And sometimes it's their intention to hurt you and sometimes it's not but like my my you know not to get into the drama again but my ex-girlfriend made a very public tiktok about me specifically and literally mentioned those exact words she said like i'm never gonna love you something like that and it really was an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. to see the girl that i was in love with publicly attacking me in a really passive aggressive like subtweety kind of way mm-hmm. and to also know that everyone else was seeing this video and mm-hmm. it really just it really it was it was i mean it's devastating i think to hear yeah. that from anyone but i don't know it really did just jar me and it's weird when when you hear that shit in movies and then it happens to you literally like you're in a movie literally like you're in a movie like there's like there's never that reason to be so dramatic about it like i'm never gonna love you like please (laughs) like we're not in the theater here like let's take it back no reason to say things like that (laughs) like oh and it was even during the breakup was like confusing because i i initially sent the text that was like we should maybe just break up i wanted to call in but he wasn't answering me so i was like you know screw it i preferred method of breakup over the phone i'd say it's more way more personal than a text text is never the way to go however if you really don't know how you or the other person is going to react maybe a little bit of a boundary is good that's just my personal yeah i agree over the phone is like my preferred breakup method i told the guy i was i went on a date with today that and he was like oh i always go in person and i'm like well you know there's more nuances (laughs) to like why women don't always go in person yeah (laughs) very true but I think, you know, if you really trust the person, maybe. But I, I had texted him that. And also, I was in the mindset. I was really mad at him because we had, like, come off a fight. And I was yeah. like, he doesn't deserve to see me. And uh, I, uh, we, and then he, like, really just, like, gas, g- gaslit, I guess, because um, blame shifted. We got in a big fight before because we went on vacation. And he ditched me and front of all all of his friends that I knew none of and it was so embarrassing like I just can't even it was just he really humiliated me and um I was basically like you humiliated me in front of all these people I didn't know you left me in a house full of people I didn't know for hours while you went off with your friends it didn't answer my phone like didn't text me where you were going didn't tell me where you were going and every one of his friends that was at the house came up to me just to ask me where he was. And I had to be like, oh, he left. And then they asked me, why didn't I go with him? Oh and I had God. to be like, he didn't tell me he was leaving. And oh. so, like, well, you just announced to this whole group of people, you don't want me here. And, 
now I have to so and I was pretty passive aggressive after that I just like went to bed I didn't party with the people or anything on the vacation we were on I think that's valid I would want to be alone like yeah I was yeah I went upstairs and I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I was like I'm just over this vacation plus everyone was doing drugs and drinking and I don't really do either and so I was like you know I'm not the most fun to be around and I could tell at the time some of the people there when he had left me were like, we don't really want to babysit this guy's girlfriend. Like, oh, God. Be here, sort of. And, uh, you know, that's kind of right. They could have been a little more warm, but they were honestly fine. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was fine. I don't blame them. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of ugh, just this just it was just so dramatic and he texted me all this stuff saying all this like mean stuff about me basically calling me a bitch saying I ruined the whole vacation over mistake and I was like I don't know how I could have ruined it when all I did was go to bed a little bit like a couple hours early Mm -hmm. than everybody and um and I so I wrote he broke up with me over text I wrote him a note and stuck it in his sweatshirt and left it at his door. I had my friend uh, drop it off for me, but I drove with her. And um, then he texts me three days later at 3 a.m. being like, this isn't what I wanted. I just can't give you the love and affection you deserve. And so in my mind, I'm like, is he not over it? Like, I don't know what you mean. And then I sent him that text two weeks later uh he didn't respond to the first one I sent him another one and then he sent me that long like I don't love you I never will oh god it was pretty it was pretty dramatic not yeah yeah. and um I sort of I never I have never texted him reached out anything since and I've since changed my number not for that reason but for other reasons but yeah even if he wanted to contact me I don't think he'd be able to so well, good riddance to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is very brutal. It's just, oh God, breakups can just be the most embarrassing thing I think in the whole embarrassing. life world. Literally embarrassing. Oh, it just it just made my skin crawl when it happened, mm-hmm. and I just I, and too for you, like you were literally like seeing people in real life. Like that's just like, oh God, like I would be so just beside myself. So I'm so sorry that you went through that. Uh, it's so. I mean, you know, what's worse is the friendship fallouts that yes. happened afterward, which are, yes. oh which is a God. great segue because we're going to, because we're going to talk about yeah. just the brutality and actual like life shattering devastation of friendship breakups. Uh, so Literally, wait, I don't know if worse than the breakup necessarily, but definitely mm-hmm. on par, definitely on par for sure. Yeah, I I think they both suck, obviously. Like, it's not like one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it took me, it took me way longer, way longer to get over my friendship breakup than I think both of my romantic relationships. My first romantic relationship, it was kind of out of spite. It just, I was just so spiteful and angry for so long. But, like, in terms of, like, actually being so sad and, like, devastated, I think the friendship breakup took me a really long time to get over. That It's funny. It's kind of the opposite 
for me. I'm still getting over the friendship breakups more so, but I was more sad over my relationship ending and I was more angry and I'm, I am more angry and spiteful about the way my two friendships ended Yeah, over it because it's all intertwined with my breakup as well. Yeah, you have a very complicated. I I have a very complicated because this all happened around the same same time. Um, just a little segue. So the reason I found out my boyfriend was on Tinder is because three of my really good friends had found him on Tinder, and none of them told me about it until after we had broken up and not even right after we broke up about a month and a half after we broke up I was with my friend who I'm no longer speaking to um Mm -hmm. and she just sort of like we were just sitting and she was like I gotta tell you something and I was like what and she said found his tinder um uh back in May and I was like what and she said, yeah, me, our other friend, oh, and our other friend, we're all hanging out, and we found his Tinder, and we all decided not to tell you. And I was, like, sick to my stomach. And, again, I remember telling this to, like, my mom and a few other people, and they were like, oh, that's a little dramatic. And I was like, I think I was still in a pretty emotional space I don't, I don't yeah. think it's dramatic of you though mm-hmm. i don't know i would be personally i would be upset if i was very upset and when we were talking about this off uh off camera off recording i i mentioned like a tinder is a very public account yes it would be different if it was like some sort of like 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 private thing like you know what i mean like like i maybe like a different standard than that like not wanting to get involved but like when someone has like a tinder a public dating profile yes they're putting that out there i think it's okay to alert other people of that public account like and you should i completely that is my opinion too and when i get to like it took me a long time to, when she told me that, I sort of forgave her very quickly because mm-hmm. she had told me and I appreciated it. And I was like, well, thanks for at least eventually telling me. I confronted our two other friends about it. One of them, the girl, was really dismissive at first, but eventually we didn't talk for a few weeks. And then she like hit me up and was like, are we good? And I was like, I just feel like you were really dismissive. And I felt like there was no other point in talking to you about it because Mm -hmm. I didn't think you would see it from my side and then she sent me this really just like lovely apology like I have never really gotten like after receiving it I realized I have never really been apologized to a lot in my Um, life that I was like god that was so thank you I was like thank you it like validated all of my feelings she said I should have had your back and this isn't even someone I'm particularly super close to yeah he was more of like a friend of a friend, but she still was like, I should have had your back and I'm sorry. And I totally would be upset if I was in your position too. Yeah. And I was like, thank you so much. Like I genuinely did not think she would react that way. So I was like, thank you. And um, we're still friends. Like we still talk. Um, 
and her and that other girl had already had a falling out before that so that like they're not talking and um this particular girl that told me about it she um we we not me and her have had problems but she is kind kind of a problem quote unquote not in like Mm -hmm. a bad but she has a lot of volatile relationships and I've always tried to stick by her because of that's neither here nor there but she you know because I I didn't want her to be alone but she kind of dropped me after all this happened so I don't really feel that bad about it um and then I finally I confronted my guy friend um who uh told me he didn't know what I was talking about and uh I remember when it happened because it was dated when she showed me the screenshot of my ex-boyfriend's tinder and it was the day he had moved in my guy friend had moved into his new apartment and mm. I knew it because he had been living with me for four months and, oh, did not, and did not invite me to his first night in his apartment he invited all of our other friends and oh god uh this could possibly not be painting me in the best light honestly no <laughs> no no so no rough on me um no i think i think the actions of others really reflect poorly on them more so than the people they're doing it to um i had a really painful painful excruciating traumatic friendship breakup mm-hmm. and i had two of my best friends turn on me in a span of 24 hours Mm -hmm. and i still talk about it in therapy sometimes but and if you are interested in hearing the full story it is on davina's podcast i forget what episode but it's about (laughs) friendship breakups so feel free to listen to it at the quarter life happy hour um, I, I did listen to that one. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I did listen to that one because uh, oh, I was good. like, I wonder if this is what we were talking about. I listened to it a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, and I think, and it put me into such an identity crisis spiral because I, like, I had two of my best friends telling me, like, what a terrible person I was and, like, how I was selfish and all these things that I didn't see myself as and I didn't identify with. And I thought, because I had such a low opinion of myself at the time, that maybe they were right. And so I put a lot of my other friendships through the rainer and mm-hmm. I was like texting people. I was like, if you think I'm selfish or, I've, or if I've done this, I've done, I'm so sorry. Like, I really am just like trying to be a person. And all my friends were like, oh my God, Kate, like, please. Like, <laughs> you are literally such a kind human. Like, you're okay. And yeah, like, it took... And it wasn't just the one time. Like, I repeatedly was like, mm-hmm. are you sure? Are you sure you're okay being my friend? Um, and, but, I mean, it's it's hard, I think, when the people we love tell us something or do, like, really painful things that don't really align with how we see ourselves. And I think it's because, like, maybe those people aren't that good of people, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, we're really, um, shadowing each other here because we <laughs> really, literally did that to um our my friend Angela four days ago I texted her and I was like like are are you okay with being friends with me basically said that because I was like I just feel like everyone hates me like I have this like deep-seated feeling of it and I was pretty PMS to be honest but um I I like have this deep-seated feeling and um 
I like brought that up in therapy. I bring, I bring up in therapy, particularly I have my whole life just felt like not necessarily like everyone's hated me, but that I'm really like, I, I, I like disconnect from my words. I have a lot of depersonalization and I, Mm -hmm. I just don't connect sometimes with people. So I'm like, maybe I really don't know how I come across and I don't know what I'm saying or like, if I'm hurting people and I'm, and I try not to, but maybe I do anyway. And, but yeah, with, um, with my guy friend, eventually what blew up was, uh, this all happened while we had lost a mutual friend. And when I sort of confronted him about, he never apologized for the not telling me about the Tinder thing. And I had spent a week with the girl who initially told me, and she told me that he said, quote unquote Mm -hmm. doesn't understand why I'm upset he did nothing wrong and it wasn't his fault that my ex-boyfriend didn't love me oh he was saying all that and I was like I feel like I'm in bizarro world I was like how could he say this about me um and like to me and be so callous and um and eventually when I confronted him about it he did apologize but he said I'm sorry, I don't know what else you want me to say. <laughs> so it was very dismissive. We didn't talk for a couple of weeks. We hung out at our mutual friend's memorial. I, it was, um, I knew, I think at this point, our friendship really might've been over. We've been friends for like 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's really rough, but he grabbed my hand at the memorial while I was like crying and mm-hmm. I literally like recoiled. And I was like, I don't think you should feel that way (laughs) with like a close friend of yours. I was just really like, my trust in him was gone. Yeah. And I just did not, uh, there were other layers to it. Like I found out the girl that my ex was seeing moved back the week we broke up. And um, I saw her at a restaurant. Oh. And that was uh, through it for threw me for a loop. And I was like, she probably thinks I'm fucking following her. And I'm like, and I did not know she would be there at all. It like yeah. genuinely, I was like, ran, I was on a date too. So I, yeah. like, I ran to the bathroom and was like, don't break down. Like we have to finish this date and we have to pretend we don't know who she is and we don't even know what's going on. And um, it was, it was rough. And so I, I sort of did spiral a little bit where I was like, my my ex and this ex-friend work together and I was sort of like you know what they could have been hanging out this whole time and would he have even told me Mm. maybe not like it just sort of like to me telling your friend hey I think your boyfriend might be cheating on you you got to check that is like the easiest thing in the world it's just baseline friendship stuff and yeah that he 10 years and he couldn't do that for me and when we eventually blew up about it um he was like ignoring my text messages and he was like I can't just drop everything to talk to you Mm -hmm. and then that just like blew up into like a two-day fight and eventually he stopped like he stopped responding to me and it was a lot of this like legitimate gaslighting of being like you're just so selfish and in your own world and you only care about your own problems when I was like addressing something he did to me, I was like, this isn't my own problem. Like this is our problem. Like how you're treating me 
mm-hmm. is our problem and I don't want it to be like this. And um, yeah, and then he accused me. He said I he said I said he was guilt tripping me into going to our friend's memorial, which is ridiculous because I was the one who oh, about the memorial. It was like a really weird, like he was just like throwing yeah. something at the wall, hoping it would stick. And I yeah. was like, what is going on in your brain? Like, what are you telling people about me? And, but to wrap it up, what really about a week later, I texted him and I was like, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge his feelings and I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. let's talk it out. I told him, I was like, you know what? You said you wanted to talk it out at first. I told him I needed space. And then I said, I did want to talk it out. And he was like, what? You only want to talk it out on your timeline. And I was like, okay, whatever. And eventually I said, look, I want to talk it out. I think we could like, you know, I really, I really think we could resolve this. I'm sorry if you feel I haven't appreciated you with what you've been doing for me quote unquote after our breakup um which was not much to be honest but um he he really did play a lot of the martyr card after he was like I've done all these things for you and I was like I mean you made me dinner on my birthday which is great thank you but I I'm like please stop acting like you've been like at my beck and call like that's not true and um it just uh yeah, he never texted me back. So I was like, okay. And the same thing with the girl. Uh, she just sort of flipped and she was on my side for a while and then flipped and took his side. And now I don't even think they're still friends, to be honest. I don't know what's going on there, but she just took his side and and stopped talking to me too. And I gave her a similar text message yeah. and she never responded. So. Oh, well, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> my God. that It's just, it's really... Ugh, I don't know. It's so, it gets so messy with friendship breakups so quickly because they know you. Well, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say they know you because I don't think some of these people truly know us if they're going to say these hurtful things. But they like, they think they know you so well, I guess is the right wording. Mm -hmm. So like they just throw all these really specific insults at you that really just know how to like hurt your hurt your soul because my um my ex-best friend yeah she just yeah she just really just said all the things that like I was like you know self-conscious about and uh you know it just goes to show it just goes to show that people really will show their true colors after some point and she like blocked me without even speaking to me like she ended our friendship and I had the other friend who was done with me tell me that she was done. So it just goes to show like, you know, people will show themselves. And I think it's hard not to take, excuse me, it's hard not to take that personally and to be like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me when really it's like, like it's them, you know? And it's really hard to, and I fully like, that's the thing is I'm willing to, was talking about this again with my friend Allie the other Mm -hmm. day. I am willing to own up when I think I've hurt somebody because Mm -hmm. I never try to. I am willing to. That's why I told them I wanted to talk it out. I was like, look, if like there were things I did, like I definitely know during this breakup, I've been a handful. I've been really emotional. But at the same time, it was like you you guys did these things to me. Like you kind of on some level betrayed me. And I'm not trying to be 
dramatic. It's not even that I care so much about this anymore. It's that I care that you didn't care. Like it was like you so blatantly. And that's really also what hurts is like, I'm like, oh, my boyfriend didn't care about me. Two of my friends for almost 10 years didn't care about me. And they showed that. And at each turn, I kept trying to get them to like prove themselves to me when I like they didn't want to. Yeah, I, I was I was like pulling at strings that weren't there. And um, it's a really hard. It's a really, really hard thing when you think you have like you think you have someone and you think you have that relationship and you don't. And I think there's there's certain people that will never take accountability for things. And those two people um fit that to a T and it especially also something my therapist said the things you see your friends like maybe your red flag friends do to other people they will eventually do to you too yes and it's you think you're exempt you 100% think you're exempt from it and it's not it's not you're not like I was like he sort of asked me he was like well is this guy friend insert name of guy friend has he acted callously before has he said things that you've been like why would you say that or has he sort of walked over walked all over somebody just because he could and um sort of uh, or has he ever apologized for anything he's ever done And it was like, oh, no, he hasn't. And Mm -hmm. then he just went like, well, Kayla, why did you think he would do that for you? And I was like, ah, I don't know. (laughs) You got me. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened to me. Like, this friend would talk shit about our other close friends to a point where I would become uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and also just say things that they had no business saying like 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 health issues they had no business discussing with me like like assumptions about other people and all of these other like like mental health things like all these other things i had no business wanting to talk about Mm -hmm. or even to speculate about Mm -hmm. and in the back of my head i was thinking like if she's saying this about our other close friends like what is she saying about me yeah and eventually the thing she kind of said the things i think that she was saying other people to me like like in small doses and Mm -hmm. then it all came to you know a accumulation when you know she ended our friendship like just spewing out like just all this hateful shit about me for like an hour and a half straight like sobbing in the back seat of a car like very dramatic and i wasn't even there like just speaking bad on my name and so it it really made me think like and like you said it's like if your friends um are treating other people badly or making bad decisions like they will do that to you like people don't i don't really think i think people can change but i don't think some people change at all yeah i i feel that for the big difference between these two friends the Mm -hmm. girl friend this like it sounds a little dehumanizing calling her the girl but it's a girlfriend and a guy friend um my girl the girlfriend she has so much potential to be so much more than what she allowed like she 
is super manipulative and Mm -hmm. she lies and she talks shit about people but she has such a warm fun side to her and if she just um i she is just in fight or flight mode we have like similar relationships with our dads and that's sort of like you know a point of contention but it's also something we bonded over and um so i know i know her mindset and i would see a lot of like my bad qualities i have she would reflect that back to me the Mm -hmm. way people in your life reflect that back and um it it like i wanted to help i like help sounds like a little condescending but i wanted to help her like i defended her so many people would like meet her and i would defend her and um it just uh and it you know she would never do the same for me she almost cut me off back in January because I didn't want to stop going to a bar that a guy she went on three dates with went to Mm. or worked at and I was like we would even text her on like the nights he wasn't there and she was like no how could you and then she sort of flipped it back when we went through this thing and sort of insinuated that I was so crazy obsessed over my ex-boyfriend when I was like, you know, at least he was my boyfriend. And I never, and also like it at that point, by the time we had stopped talking, it had only been two months since our breakup. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I don't, and I told this to my therapist. I was like, I feel really gaslit. I feel like really like questioning like my reality and my personhood because these people were like telling me one story, which was just what wasn't happening. Just Mm -hmm. sort of saying things, projecting things I had said, like I had called the guy selfish in one of our talks. And then he sort of just was like, well, you've been so selfish and only cared about yourself since your breakup. And I was like, like that isn't and I, I I should have said I was like and I still flake on plans less than you do so I don't know like, yeah. I'm like I still am there for you more than you're there for me and I was so willing to take all of the responsibility and all of the healing on my own because I knew I wasn't going to get the response from him I wanted and I knew in order to keep being friends with him I was it was his way or the highway. And I was like, I'm going to have to accept that he is going to be somebody that never apologizes for his wrongdoings. And if he hurts me, it's going to be something I have to deal with if I, if I'm friends with him, because he does not, he will never try to see another person's side. He again, has never apologized for anything in his life. I remember my friend Allie saying that about him years ago. She was like, he never has apologized for anything in his life. And I was like, at the time, you know, defending him, like I would defend these friends all the time. Yeah. And it just sort of, uh, after he lived with me, my mom's opinion on him changed really dramatically. And she was like, I don't think he's, he's a good guy, basically. And um, she's like, I like that you're friends with him and you laugh a lot and you have fun, but you got to be careful and don't put all your eggs in one basket with this like your friendship is never going to mean as much to him as it does to you and I thought I knew that consciously but it wasn't until the way we ended things that I was like yeah she was right like yeah well I and I think too I think that's a common thing sometimes is we find ourselves 
friends with people who maybe don't really care about us that much as we care about them. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just doing a recording with another guest and they said that, you know, sometimes we give so much to other people almost as like a form of like validation. Like I'm giving so much to these people and like, I'm the one who's doing all the things to like hope that we get something back, you know, and then we don't. And then it's like more devastating. So I think it just encourages us to look inward, you know, and to really like, like, I'm really just trying to be there for myself and like not be friends with people who Mm -hmm. are like hurtful to me and who, you know, are not people I, I feel good around. Like you want to feel happy around your friends and positive and, and like that they're also being that way with you and others. So, yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I don't know why this reminds me of a quote in, mm. <laughs> in from sex in the city. Oh, which one? <laughs> There's a, uh, okay. It was season one, I think when she's first going out with big oh. and um, she says, I love you for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, say anything and um I'm trying to remember if this is when she says I love you or this is when she finds out he's dating other people after they spent like three weeks together yeah Um, where she says she's like I had go so I I had gone so far out on a limb with my feelings I didn't realize I was standing out there alone (laughs) yeah 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 that's exactly how (sighs) I sort of like left these three relationships Mm. all around the same time or, you know, they left me, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, like they didn't, they didn't care about me. Like, it's not really, it doesn't boil down to even like right and wrong or something. It was like, I really cared and I tried to get them to care Mm -hmm. and they didn't. And that's not that it's okay because it's not okay to treat people like that, but it's like, it doesn't have to reflect on me being worthy of of like being loved or being cared for and it's really hard I, I'm just barely getting there to like accept that but it's really hard to be like even when you do even when you do make mistakes like even in relationships where maybe you were toxic or whatever at the end of the day if you try to make amends and you try to do the right thing and you try to apologize and they're still not reciprocating there's nothing else you can do like you just you kind of have to be there for yourself and mm -hmm. yeah and now we're gonna take a very hard pivot and we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) guess kayla's zodiac sign um on that kind of positive little bittersweet end note there um okay kayla i'm sure you've told me this before Mm -hmm. i definitely have told you my sun sign i just found out my rising uh and moon recently so okay good because i don't remember your sun sign so okay, there we go. Okay. i don't remember anyone's sun sign i've had so <laughs> many coworkers on the show and i they're like kate i've literally told you my sign and i'm like i'm so sorry it goes in one year and then goes through my depression brain and then just goes out <laughs> the other year um so i almost want to say i don't know why you give me scorpio energy that's interesting but then also too like you could be i feel like you are an air sign like i feel like you are an air sign and i feel like we've talked about it i don't i'm like struggling here i want to say you're rising 
is a Scorpio. I'm just feeling that vibe from you, like just very water sign. Your sun is going to be difficult, I think. I think you, honestly, I feel like I've guessed so many Aquariuses, so I'm not, I'm not going to guess an Aquarius. <laughs> I'm, I know you're not a Libra. Okay. At least I think you're not. Are no, you, no, you're, you're not right. Me? I'm not, I'm not. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm really not, yeah. Okay, good, good. Because I was like, you don't give me Libra energy. I, maybe you are a fire sun. Are you a Leo? No. Can I tell you? Yeah. What's your son? I'm a Virgo. You're. A, oh my God. Okay. See, now that you've said it, that makes sense to me. I have like, yeah. And I have a lot of Virgo friends and I have, usually people do guess, um, earth sign for me. Really? I am a Scorpio rising. Oh, yeah so it's yeah you were like I feel Scorpio I was like oh my god she really yeah she really got it and oh my god oh wait can I guess your moon yes guess my moon Mm. I'm thinking I'm wondering if you do maybe have a water placement for your moon or you could have a fire because like I have a fire moon and I feel like I'm very like emotional very intense Mm. um but then I also like, like, I think a lot about my feelings and I think you also seem very introspective as well. So mm-hmm. you also could maybe a Libra moon. Mackenzie has a Leo moon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess Leo moon. I am a cancer moon. <gasps> oh, so I was kind of right at first. Uh, water sign. <gasps> oh, cancer moon. Oh man. I feel so badly for you. That is a rough one. <laughs> I didn't yeah I didn't think I remember looking at my whole chart and that is like those are my two Scorpio's water right yes yes okay so I do have like two water those are my only two water and then everything else else is earth and air and I only have one fire placement really interesting yeah everything but I have a lot of earth like a lot of Capricorn a lot of um which I feel like it's funny now that I say like Virgo whenever I like I'm such like a stereotypical Virgo like a lot of analyzing like I remember taking a career placement test and it was like event planner and then it was like I took an astrology one and it was like event planner Um, (laughs) like like all of like all of like the traits and stuff like really line up um but yeah I can't believe you guessed my rising like so like so so you got that's pretty good thank you i guess someone else is rising sign right i think the other day so i i'm pretty good i'm pretty sometimes i'm really good sometimes i'm really bad so you know it's really up in the air but of course uh kayla i have to ask you the infamous pivotal question uh why are you happy to be here whether that's in life right now in this moment it's really up to you to interpret I was thinking I'm really happy to be here because everyone talks about doing a podcast and now I can say I've actually done one. (laughs) Yay! Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Seriously, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to connect. Yeah, it was really, I was so happy to like see you last week too. (laughs) And you just like offhandedly were like, oh, you could come on the pod. And I was yeah. like, bet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, of course. <laughs> like, well, I'll see you there. So yeah, I, this was so much fun. And I love talking to you. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Kale, again for coming on the show.
Yeah, no problem. Have a great night. Thanks for having me. Goodbye, everybody. All the listeners. Right. All right, guys. That's all we got for you. See you next time. Bye.